I used to make scat memes. Now I'm rich. Ah, uh, Secretary Ellen. One and only. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty uh, stoked to be be on the pod finally. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. I gotta like cycle through everybody now. I tried to get all the meme tards on last year, but so I just listened to I got about halfway through or one with metal and I was gonna listen I was gonna listen to metal and Sean and uh any other you have you had giggles on? I had uh I don't know if I had any other meme tards on. I had yellow on. Yeah, yellow was on with I saw yellow was on with Ben. I was just scrolling through them earlier. The funny thing is, like, when you have this, this has been the trend so far. Anyway, I have like all these other people on, and it's kind of like a live shit posting thing. And then you have like a meme guy on, and it's like this like serious conversation. <laughs> like the dudes that are supposed to be like the class clowns are always like the most serious. Like Yellow was super serious when he was on with Ben the Car Man, and I was like, <laughs> what the fuck. I'll have to I'll have to listen to that then. <laughs> he was. He was just like he wanted to like get all like philosophical with it. And I was like, I was not expecting this. Uh, <sighs> but uh so I wanted to have you on because I know you are a non-KYC connoisseur, we'll say. Um connoisseur in- advocate. <laughs> Either or you uh you have more experience than me the way about you know going about acquiring non-KYC sets. Um and you know there's there's plenty of podcasts out there where you have like you know somebody who works for BIS come on or somebody who works for Hoddle Hoddle or whatever, but uh, I just kind of wanted to have like somebody like me on to explain it in a way that I can understand. Uh yeah. a lot of that other shit can get really technical, you know. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes researching shit it goes over over the head pretty quick. But yeah, Shushi's supposed to be joining us at some point to uh, to talk about like uh, self custody and cold storage and whatnot. Um, if he actually joins, I don't know, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. Talk to me about the first time you bought non KYC sets, like. How'd you go about it? Why did you want to buy them? Yeah, the, the I mean, the first time I really started getting into it was uh, probably about the end of last summer, middle to end of last summer. I started playing with BISC. Um, it was also when I really kind of got kicked into gear about just more technical Bitcoin education and and the like. And it was really uh, around the time that uh, Shinoa and everyone started the Linux tards <laughs> and started like, teaching us how to do Linux and stuff. And I finally got a laptop set up with Linux and uh, Ubuntu. I'm still using it. I know it's a shit coin, whatever. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I fucked around with it a little bit and I, I did a little bit on BISC. And then um, as I started kind of learning more and more about KYC in the process and, and kind of reading about bank type regulations and all that type of shit, kind of clicked in my head that Bitcoin's at least to me is, is supposed to be absent from that. Like I want to separate it as much as possible between fiat, like 
bank life, everything to where Bitcoin is almost like a completely separate entity in my life. And, and the only really, way you can really do that is use non-regulated, non, you know, non-regulated, non-custodial, don't use trusted third parties, basically. Um, I think my first non-KYC buy was actually at an ATM. And, and the reason for that was because I had to get collateral for BISC at the time. So I went to the local Bitcoin ATM and did the text verified method and bought some fucking non-KYC Bitcoin and then threw that up as collateral on BISC. And then I started there. I started a weekly DCA and I was still buying some KYC at the time, but I switched pretty much all my like weekly buys to offers on BISC because uh, Honestly, it's really easy to use. I think BISC is a lot more intimidating or the idea of buying non-KYC is intimidating to a lot of people because it seems technical, but BISC has got such a good user interface, user experience. It's like It's basically like you're using an exchange, but without the exchange. Like, if you know, you get what I'm saying. You've used BISC probably, right? Uh, I've never bought through BISC. I've messed around on it. Um but I've never bought through BISC. Yeah, it's it's really it's really straightforward. Honestly, it's I mean, there's there's offers. You see offers, and for the most part, you can get get without going more than three percent over the spot price, like exchange what exchanges are charging. And you know, the it's like a trope, but it's the the cost of not selling your sensitive data to a company to a big tech company to hold on their data banks to have potentially get hacked or, you know, someone steals your information, steals your identity, or in the worst case scenario, now they have a good compiled list of every transaction uh, you've ever bought, when you bought it, how much you bought, where it went, all that shit. And they could provide it to the government. If, I mean, great example of lists provided governments, the the Canada thing that's happening right now, it's kind of like, uh, people always talk a lot of shit about, uh, no KYC advocates, I guess, in, in the idea of not using a trusted third-party regulated entity. And I think the all that stuff that happened with Canada is a pretty great market. Like, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter recently talk about, like, uh, how they should get into stacking no KYC sats or, like, they want to have a secondary no KYC stack at least because they see the danger in it finally. I think a lot of people are waking up to that. Yeah, I mean, my thing has always been like, people will be like, oh, well, you know, there'll be blacklisted uh, sats at some point. And I'm like, I mean, it's pretty clear that you don't understand how Bitcoin works, but that's okay. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, there's, there's only 21 million. Yeah, for sure. Even if they were blacklisted, and here's in my mind, at least, if if my Bitcoin is blacklisted because I've coin joined it or because it's non-KYC, I didn't buy it through a, a trusted third party. I don't think Bitcoin's really as much of a success as it, it should be or has potential to be. Like if, if they have the ability to blacklist X Bitcoin because of some heuristic applied to it, then that's not really my successful vision of Bitcoin and everyone's got their own, but I, that's not the Bitcoin the hyper Bitcoinized world I want to live in. <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, I don't, I don't see it happening. I really don't. I mean, I, there'll be a market for it. 
uh, there, I don't think there's anything in the history of ever that they've made illegal that didn't make it more valuable. You start doing things like that, you're going to take an already valuable asset and make it even more valuable. I mean, like you just said, it, even buying any non-KYC sats right now is going to cost you a premium on top of spot price. Like there's a reason for that. If, you know, if the market itself thought that non-KYC sats were going to be less valuable in the future, then you would buy them at a discount of spot price. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So I think, you know, I think, you know, and I kind of get that perspective from like talking to people who are, uh, you know, like 2017 to now, the people that got in around that time uh, that are really like pro privacy uh, I kind of get that feel from them. And then, you know, you talk to the old timers like Shanoa and Shanoa is like, I don't, I don't give a shit about KYC or anything like that. Like this is supposed to be a peer to peer vehicle. This is not like none of that shit should exist. Like in the, in the pure Bitcoin essence. Yes. Like uh, it should be like, I think people oftentimes do in their mind, get all hyped up in the sailor tweets and the store value and the fucking bearer asset shit. And they completely forget about the part where it's supposed to be censorship resistant, peer to peer money. Like it's, it's not free without the ability to have that, you know, peer to peer interaction, censorship resistance. And the best way to attain that is to not have lists of, of all the Bitcoiners, you know, or at least for, to have separate a separate stack of non KYC like that's not on a list somewhere that's not tracked monitored by chain analysis and I don't know I was definitely a lot more impassioned about all this stuff I think it's maybe not as huge of a factor I still think non KYC is is the way to go in Bitcoin and it's honestly easy enough and provides that just extra escape hatch in some weird world where they did ban like Bitcoin or some exchanges or some bullshit, like it makes the network stronger peer to peer interaction does like you're saying, like all the old timers talk about that. And that's the other thing is I see a lot of old time people that like Dieter is a good example of this. He always hates on no KYC, but if he's been in as long as he has been, and I'm pretty sure he has, he got a lot of Bitcoin, no KYC because KYC wasn't like really a thing prior to like uh like 2017 2016 i think yeah no quote on that but (laughs) no it's around that time frame you're right it's just i just like for bitcoin before before then like kyc doesn't didn't even exist because it wasn't even a threat to the state at that point it's hard to it's hard to believe some stories of anybody it's hard to believe this is my opinion uh you know, and Dieter is more than welcome to like, you know, sign a message from a wallet address that was created when he said he got in. But uh, I find it really hard to believe anybody who talks that KYC doesn't matter and tries to marry that together with I've been in Bitcoin for a long time. Because like, I mean, even Mandrick talks about mixing. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. He talks about join market a lot. Right. So, you know, and then you talk to the people who were like, you know, in the whole cypherpunk thing before Bitcoin was even a thing. And like, 
you know, the guys that have been around a long time and they, they're like, yeah, KYC was like not a thing. KYC was not a thing because it was never meant to be a thing in Bitcoin. So when it became a thing in Bitcoin, it became like this fucking tumor that was growing on Bitcoin. Like, and, and you have two camps of old, old timers, old timers that'll look at it like KYC is a terrible thing and we should do everything we can to get around it. And other old timers that are like, I don't even know what the fuck KYC is because I've never bought Bitcoin from an exchange and I would never buy Bitcoin from an exchange because that's not what it's supposed to be. And it, you know, it's kind of like, I, I feel like it's where the meme of like one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin came from because they look at it like, okay, ban it. But, you know, anybody who's willing to transact in it is still going to see one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. Right. Yeah. You know, like I know there's, there's some old timers that don't even. That's why I fucking dog so hard on all them dudes that were like, get on zero, get on zero fiat. Are you on zero yet? It's like these fucking there's old timers around like coder dudes that have only worked for Bitcoin for years. No, yeah, one hundred percent. I I also was on that train too. Immediately when they get on zero, fuckers started talking about it because the whole way that most of them were promoting it were like use X and X third party or whatever, whatever to to do this and this with your Bitcoin. Like, no, you you don't need a bank for Bit. The whole point of Bitcoin is not to have a Bitcoin bank. Like JW and Laser were promoting fucking level for a while. Everyone's talking about like, oh, get paid in Bitcoin from Strike. Like, why do you want to get paid in, in Bitcoin from Strike? Because now all your Bitcoin is directly tied to your record, like directly tied to you no matter what, even if you trade out of it through Strike and then you're fucking creating taxable events. Like there's, even if you want to get on zero, just like you said, all the old coder dudes, there's totally ways that you can just get money, get fiat for Bitcoin without having to trust a third party and effectively be on zero or further below zero. Yeah. A lot of them dudes are like, you know, I, uh, I actually reached out to one of them uh, when I was having an issue a couple of months ago that I couldn't seem to find any help for. And I was like, you know, what, what does it cost to pay you like per hour to help me get this done? And uh, he was like, Oh, I'm like, you know, 125,000 sats an hour. And I was like, that's wild. Like, <laughs> you already know, you know what I mean? Like, you're making your your hourly wage in Bitcoin. Yeah, especially that it's not even like a, a fiat number than paid in Bitcoin. It's just right. a set number in Bitcoin. I, I like that. And like, see- everything they do is in Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like... I think that would be really badass to see companies that accept Bitcoin for things to do that. Just have a set Bitcoin rate. Like they could make it close, but just like this is what we charge in Bitcoin for the product. I get maybe that's not sustainable on a material standpoint, but if you really believe in it as as you know, future currency of the world, then it makes sense. Here's my opinion on it. Uh, most not all, but most of the people that run these little run side hustles in Bitcoin. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about the people that have Bitcoin businesses per se, right? Like you have people that make stickers or whatever, but it's not like they're 
their job. You know what I mean? It's like what they do on the side. So I think a lot of companies like that, you know, since you're not reliant on that money to survive, you know, if you really believe in Bitcoin, like you say, you believe in Bitcoin, then you're right. It should be, you know, this item is priced this way. It shouldn't be a spot price. Exactly. Like this number or this, this thing is 200,000 sats all the time, no matter what the price of Bitcoin is and just go with it. That's how a circular economy yes. comes about. 100%. Not by being tied to spot price. That would be super badass to see. That may but. have to happen. But yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I've talked about it before that like mining non-KYC is like, I don't know, it's non-KYC, I guess. <laughs> you know, it's not virgin Bitcoin yeah, like people like, like to say it is. It's not like you're getting it out of the coin base if you're in a pool. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Going through the pool's wallet and into you, but still that's, that's better. I mean, especially if you're doing the, uh, I've been reading on diverters guides because I, I just I we were talking about before I just got some miners and I'm getting ready to get set up and try out PF sense and get the router privacy and everything try and try and get some non KYC get my DC, my no KYC DCA going through some miners and uh, diversify out a little bit there I'm pretty excited about but yeah some people think. Some people don't understand that, I guess, that if you are mining in a pool, you're not getting, it's not like the Coinbase reward gets split up to everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. They, yeah, it's, it's actually amazing if you look at like the history of the UTXO that you get from mining. Uh, it can be like shocking how many hops it's gone through before it got to you. I forget the. <laughs> Actually, it's on OXD. They have all the mining pools wallets on OXD. Um, you can look through like the transaction, like Coinbase in transactions out type of stuff on there. I think that's on the pages there. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. It's, Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's not something of, you think of. Cool. No, it's not. Definitely not. Like, I know for sure that I was super ignorant of it when i started plugging in miners i was like hell yeah virgin coin <laughs> that's what it I was diverter actually who was like no not fucking virgin coin bro yeah i saw someone uh i saw like a big tweet thread about it someone was like comparing the merits of of different methods of kyc or getting no kyc bitcoin and one of the things i had a problem with about it was uh i forget who it was but they're basically like oh, buying peer to peer is is good enough or it's kind of no KYC and was like no you're just like I don't think that's a good message to put out to people because it's either it either is KYC your your info data tied to your name is on a database on a centralized database collected by a company and stored or it's not that's that's KYC but it is. At the same time, you can address the like the different levels of of where coins came from, I guess. But yeah, I I when I look at things like peer to peer, uh, peer to peer for me is fine as long as, and this is just my opinion, as long as that person didn't buy it from ex from an exchange, uh, like the person that I'm buying it from. Yeah, and 
or hopefully they had the courtesy to whirlpool it or whatever before they sold it honestly too right <laughs> like I'm, i i still do every every time i withdraw to bisque it's no kyc but i, I withdraw to a hot wallet and mix into cold storage everything i just save it up until i get enough to justify like the five million whirlpool and then send it to cold because i still want that added layer of, of oh yeah security on top of it yeah absolutely I uh, think I would probably, uh, when I get the miners online, I'll, I'll probably still do the same thing, like send it all to a wallet, separate wallet even, but whirlpool it into into cold storage still, because that way it yeah. makes the miner can't track it back. Right. My thing with peer-to-peer is like, if I'm going to go to the point of being, uh, you know, it might they might do something like uh you can't self-custody then why would i not take the extra caution of like can that person identify me (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah if if they go looking for a certain utxo and they hit this person up are they going to be able to identify me that's a great point and honestly i've been uh i've been recently researching about how to set up an LLC. <laughs> I'd like to get an LLC that I can, and I've, I've been some uh, post money order buys on BISC in the past month too, which was pretty cool. Uh, oh, that's cool. It was, cause I forget that, that was another guide. Um, I probably find, but they, someone put out a guide to, to buying uh, Bitcoin on BISC with a post money order. It's honestly pretty much the same, just the trade periods longer. Like Zelle, Zelle trade, it's like a four-day trading period. You put up your collateral, and they put up their collateral in the Bitcoin. Then you do the Zelle payment. Then you both confirm and signs the multi-sig and, and releases a Bitcoin to you, and they get their collateral back. But the post-money order is just like that, but longer, because they got to wait for it to fucking come in the mail. But I think that's probably the most private way to buy no KYC Bitcoin is post money order with no name. (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's, there's definitely, if you grow your circle, you know, if if people grow their circle to a certain point, then there's definitely, uh, there should definitely always be somebody in your circle who's looking for fiat. And there should always be somebody in your circle that's looking for Bitcoin. Yeah, for sure. And we ha- I, we've had that in the meme towards fucking Twitter group DM before, which was pretty fun. Oh, there's she, she. Hey. What's up? The website, uh, kycnot.me, is a really good website um, for kind of learning about different peer-to-peer exchanges. They kind of list them all out and give them a score on there. Like, BISC is the top number 10 it's obviously the best but there's a few other on there i've used agora desk once just because i wanted to try it you can do zelle payments or post money order or like cash by mail which seems kind of sketchy to me do do the post money order personally but yeah i know people who have had cash stolen i I don't think i would ever do cash by mail because if they lose that shit they're fucked too (laughs) i do not trust the postal service (laughs) but no. Yeah, that, that, it, 
if anyone listens to this that's interested in, in get, finding or learning about how to buy now KYC Bitcoin peer-to-peer, kycnot.me. It lists out all the exchanges, links to their website, kind of gives them a score based on like if registrations are required, uh, if you can buy with fiat, if JavaScript is required, all that type of shit, privacy type stuff, um, other factors. I think it's a great, honestly, a great website to learn about different peer-to-peer exchanges. And other than that, Coin, I mean, Coin ATM Radar is the go-to. I think, honestly, the best way to buy no KYC Bitcoin the first time is probably fucking Bitcoin ATM. Do you know which one only requires uh i know some of them require kyc information right yeah some of them do i only use coin flip um i can't think of the ones there's one in a fucking uh grocery store near me that requires kyc and you got to like go to their website to claim the bitcoin that you buy but i i only use the coin flips and you can buy up to 500 at a time with uh yeah without id just a phone number and i think that at least the last time I did that, I think I paid like 5% fees, maybe. Have you ever used uh, Coinstar? Oh, that's the fucking one. In the That's the Coinstar. Yeah, that shit requires KYC. Fuck. I just yeah. found out that was one near me. Yeah. The other nearest one. one's like 45 minutes. Oh, that kind of sucks. I live in a city-ish area so there's honestly a bunch around they're all in like little fucking convenience stores too it's weird <laughs> there's like one's one's in an indian grocery store <laughs> i always go in there i've been in there like once or twice a month the past few months and the like indian lady at the cast register is always like looking at me fucking weird because i walk in there with like a hat and sunglasses on <laughs> <laughs> you look like the unabomber going to buy yeah. going in the corner <laughs> Yeah, but uh, coin flip is 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 the one I the one I always use. I haven't used any other Bitcoin ATMs other than a coin flip. Yeah, I have one. Like I said, I, I found one coin flip near me, but it's like probably forty five minutes one way, which is a fucking ride. Yeah, that's that's a good haul. Just have to have to have a reason to go there and add that into the trip. Yeah, my mother doesn't live far from it, so. But, you know, that would require me visiting my mother. So I don't know if that's like a positive or, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Shush, are you there? Or how? Oh, I'm here. I'm just listening to you guys because oh. I didn't want to interrupt because I know I'm late. You were like the, the dude in the corner just watching everybody. Yeah, I actually know. I got really excited right now because I finally figured out how to open Zoom in, in Redcore. So next time I'll be ready. <laughs> Oh, I forgot you switched to Redcore. That, yeah, that would have made more sense. Okay. Yeah, I was like, fuck, this shit's not working. Like, <laughs> where's my laptop? And then I'm like, wait, where the fuck did I put my laptop? And yeah, now I'm here. Dude, I, I switched to Redcore for like, I was fucking with it on an old HP desktop I had. I was like back and forth with Shino on Telegram and trying to figure out how to get it set up as a server uh to run i was gonna run next cloud and like pie hole on it but i ran out of time i think that shit kind of was very confusing to me i don't know ubuntu is so easy but i need to switch away from it but it's like uh steps i guess <laughs> all right quick react for me on red core for using it for maybe like a few days now um i fucking love it 
for just like the clickability of it all. And I also love it because like when I installed it, there's this default encryption where it encrypts both drives. And so on one drive, I have like a full Bitcoin core note on there. But when I start my computer, it's as if Bitcoin wasn't installed. So if anyone just like has the password to my computer or I leave it open or whatever, um, they would still need to decrypt the drive itself. Right. And so some, not everyone knows that they have to go in and click it and decrypt it and then open Bitcoin core. Right. So just little security things. Like I like, I like how the, I just like how that you just, I haven't had to use any command line at all, which is what I was worried about. And every command that I have typed in hasn't worked. So <laughs> um, I don't know what, if I did like the setup wrong, I have no clue. Um, but I, I, I've so far, like, you know, all the open source apps work. I mean, I haven't ran into any issues. Like I'm actually super happy to not have any of those shitty windows notifications, anything else that takes my time. I'm like, whatever, like cost of doing business to switch like a an os how long have i been using windows i don't know you know my whole fucking life 25 years you know probably since i started using windows uh, or whatever it is from it's been it's been it's been a long ride but fuck windows you know i'm done (laughs) i'm with you i'm totally pro redcore uh i'm unfortunately on an imac right now but yeah Uh, (laughs) on my laptop i am 100 percent uh pro redcore that's like my daily driver i really only use this thing for the podcast somebody gave me an old iMac for free and uh I was gonna like break the fuck out of it and try to put Linux on it how old um, is it I don't know to be if honest if it's like uh it, the only problem I had with this MacBook I'm on a MacBook as well I had Ubuntu on it successfully uh dual booted <laughs> uh after a lot of headache but the problem that I was running into is the UEFI bullshit is after 2017, Apple did some fucky shit with UEFI and made it so you couldn't install. No, I don't really understand it all that much, but it's it, that's what Shinoa told me. Yeah, it's this like, is an 18. He told me, I, oh, yeah, then don't even fucking try. It's free, <laughs> bro. It's free. She, uh, she knows I'm a fucking sucker for that fucking free page online where they give away shit. Hell oh, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Take it, but I, just I, I will say, I will yeah. say that I didn't realize I was talking to two Tim Cucks, though. Just have to throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> didn't realize. I'm here trying to get shit running on Redcore, and you guys are like, yeah, you know, I love Redcore, but I'm fucking running Mac. You know what's the trippiest thing about switching to Linux? You don't need to install anything. You just fucking extract that shit and boom. Like, that, that shit took me one hour to realize. You know, I'm like, wait, I haven't installed this shit yet doesn't show up anywhere it's just trippy man i don't know it's just the whole thing's different and i like it so it's a totally different uh like user experience if you know when you come from using either mac or windows your whole life it's a totally different user experience um in some aspects but it's like you said anything that takes a little extra time is cool like, I'm not too worried about that, but it's like the, it's so fucking lightweight. Like when you fire it up, it's so responsive. Whatever you're running is so responsive compared to, you know, any old Windows. You know, I have an old Windows laptop over there I use for 3D printing and for my fucking laser etching machine. They, 
I fire it up. I know it's seven minutes before I can do anything. Dude, 100%, man. It's so responsive. It's it's actually, it's cool, man. Even all the drivers like that I needed to install, NVIDIA drivers, whatever, it was just like, it was already like in that, you know, update system that it has. It's it's way better than Windows fucking update or any of that garbage, you know? And uh, it immediately picked up my Wi-Fi card, didn't have to do anything. Um, it, it, I don't know, just, I like it. It's, it's, it's done everything I needed to do and yeah, man, I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. I'm also going to wipe this uh, laptop and uh, switch it to red court. But yeah, in terms of like a privacy too, I feel like I'm not like leaking like my actual name everywhere now. Cause I feel like my Microsoft account was just like some old account, right. With all my information and stuff. And I don't know. I just, I, I completely want to leave all everything that I've used in the past. I'm going to leave. Like, I don't want to have anything that I've used in the past moving forward. Right. So you know, fuck all that Google bullshit and, and all that shit. That's really like messing with you all day. You know, all those fucking spam emails, like everything's for, I refreshed everything. It feels so fucking good. Like it's, it's worth every second I've spent on it. You know, that's how I feel about it. Hell yeah. yeah. I will say in defense, of my honor, I'm on Ubuntu. <laughs> uh, I know, I know you fucks Janet. <laughs> see you on TV. I uh, not that Ubuntu is better than System D, but <laughs> <laughs> at least you said it and I didn't have to. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I'll call myself out. I'm just too <laughs> fucking lazy. <laughs> Another um, System D rant from LC. Let's go. Oh, uh, I actually so Twitter tried to dox me today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So the. Um, the video that people see isn't going to be the one that's up right now, but the picture that I have up, which was my profile picture, um, they like locked me out of that account and suspended it because they said it had hate speech in it. Um, and, and then they wanted me to uh, connect an email address to that Twitter account that was connected, that was somehow prove my identity. I think is the way that they worded it. Twitter's trying to fucking KYC you. <laughs> I was like, nah, you could just keep that account. I got like seven of them. Like, oh man, too funny. You're like, is that the bar you're setting? I'm, I'm not jumping. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't give a fuck about the followers or anything. You know what I mean? Like, of course, fuck that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm waiting to like nuke my account where it's like worth it. You know, like I'm just gonna nuke it one day and then restart. <laughs> I was going to make a meme today that was like, uh... oh, fuck. I forgot what the fuck I was just going to say again. I just don't want to have to find all the plebs, though. Right, LC? That's my only concern. Like, like I follow. I know there's so many people that provide me signal that I don't even know their handles because I know like the people that I normally follow, they're saying some base shit that I like and I, and I hit it, hit the follow button, you know, and I try to follow like all plebs. Like, I feel like we never know who's going to bring a nice fresh perspective or something valuable to the table. Cause like deep aut autists and I, you know, when you have deep autism, it's not the same as autism. It's like this level of not giving a fuck that allows your creativity to come out in front of others, not just in private. Right. And that shit is just like, I don't know, you know, like I'm talking to you two fucks and I feel like I f we just, we haven't even met in person, but I feel like we've been friends forever kind of thing, you know, like we're comfortable talking to each other as Bitcoiners. And I think like that is like special too. Right. So, yeah, 
I mean, it's so it's easier uh, for me to do it because I have like the podcast page, right? That everybody knows. Like, I'm pretty sure the podcast page has had more followers than either of my last two accounts. So I just retweet from the podcast page when I, you know, assume a new identity and uh, people just know to follow me. So like that makes it easy. And, you know, all the group chats I'm in with like the meme dudes, all it takes is one tweet, you know, and everybody, the people that matter. A lot of those dudes in the the fucking meme targets, Twitter, they have so many followers. They just retweet you once and all the followers you had are back. So it's like, fuck it. Why not get banned? <laughs> True. Yeah, I think the 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 original LC Hoddle uh, profile had like twelve hundred followers when I got banned, and then this one that just got nuked had like eleven hundred or something. That's about the number. <laughs> so it's like you know, it's the people that follow you to add you to fucking Michael Saylor's Bitcoin giveaway, the people that don't come back. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh man, those giveaways! I, I, like every morning with my coffee, I'm reporting some fucking shit like that. Um, but yeah, man, it's not the followers that I care about. I don't care who's following me; it's who I follow like that I care about. It's like my feed is so on point. Like when I turn on, like when I open Twitter, my feed is awesome. Like people complaining that their feed sucks, like don't follow enough plebs, right? Like. That's how I feel about it. Like I'm learning some crazy shit every day. I feel like there's somebody doing some DIY crazy shit like every week, man. You know, you saw that dude who sewed up his own cow's ass. I saw that you saw that. Yes. Like, dude, come on, man. Like, I want to see that shit. You know, I don't give a fuck what's happening all the time. Like on like a clown world. I want to see people doing some cool shit too, right? Why did he have to sew up his cow's ass though? What what was wrong with the ass? It prolapsed. Oh, (laughs) oh. I love how I don't have to describe what that is. And Jan's like, oh, yeah, prolapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what that is. His ass literally fell out of his ass. And he had to put his ass back in it. Fuck. So what happened is when you fucked the cow too hard. Yeah, yeah. He didn't tell us how it happened. So yeah. <laughs> He gave the, the typical excuse. He's like, listen, dude, I went to the store. I came back and the fucking cow's ass was just inside <laughs> out. You know what I mean? Crazy. No one questioned it either. So let's go back and question him. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a little sus <laughs> <laughs> sir you never told us how that ass fell out of, out and it's sus 100 sus no that's but it's like i feel all like out on their own. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like signal is um usually a mutual relationship um so my experience is if I follow somebody because I find what they post interesting, um, usually me finding their shit interesting means there's a pretty good chance of something that I'm posting they're going to find interesting. Um, and, you know, I'll follow them. They follow me. And then if I get nuked and I come back after a couple of retweets or a couple of memes or whatever, you know, people follow me and it's like, I just go through the list and I'm like, follow, 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 follow. And, you know, you gotta, you gotta do some pruning. It's it's not flawless, but you know, there's a, there's a price to, you know, the reality is I easily could have just cucked to Twitter and been like, okay, here's my information. I want my, you know, I want my account back, but um, for me, when you you have principles, you got to stand on them. 
yeah that's not worth it it's not worth it to get it to get your account back that's for sure not fuck but that. um yeah fuck that <laughs> and in terms of like privacy and stuff like yeah it's definitely there there's levels to this shit right i didn't see i didn't see Dieter for like six hours bro that alone Dieter didn't show up on my on my feed for six hours that yeah. alone was worth the neck it's interesting not all his tweets show up on my feed so i only see like the most uh expl- explosive ones probably you know no, no, I mean? no that's all he tweets <laughs> no yeah but you know there's the level to Dieter. you know there's the there's like okay i'm going ape shit like you're a scammer or just like testing out a new pleb for the day you know what i mean see how he takes it <laughs> you're he, yeah it's you're a scammer uh K, you were kyc at birth um i love that poor, love poor people are essentially murderers and rapists i yeah uh, <laughs> I and, and then you have trader boy then you have trader yeah. boy Dieter that likes to post crayons like those those are the four flavors of Dieter. yeah but i will say that like Dieter is one of the people that when i got on bitcoin twitter that i was like ooh, like okay like more people kind of like me <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like, all right, people willing to say what they think in the moment, regardless if they're going to be right or wrong about it. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. level of honesty does not, it's not every day, right? I was going to say, you got to give Dieter this much. He's honestly pretty consistent. And yeah. He does not yeah. give a fuck. And I kind of respect that a little bit. And I kind of think he's really retarded. Most <laughs> Dude, it's, it's deep. It's, it's deep autism. It's a different level that, that. Like, I, I actually think that when people say weaponized autism, yeah, it is weaponized in a way, but it's it's definitely just some deep state of like, you know, trying to stay in this like conscious state where you're seeing everybody for who they are or trying to at least, you know, and uh, when we do that back to Dieter, sometimes it doesn't look so great, but you know, Never. that's probably all of us on some level, eh? Uh, there's a lot of things I'll agree with you on, Shishi, but me, I, uh, Dieter's, you know what's Dieter's interesting? A sensitive subject for me. I'll give you an interesting something about privacy, bro. You know what I hate about Twitter is that it's a public platform that allows people to block somebody else. I think blocking is, I think muting people where you do not, you don't see anything is like totally kosher. But like, I just think getting, like, I think the block button gets people, it's like too easy. You know what I mean? It's like too easy. You let off the hook. You know what I'm saying? So I think you should have to, if you're, if you're shitting in public, you should also have, you know, the risk of someone videotaping you and throwing it on world star. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a fact, right? Like it's just, that's just how I feel, you know? Um, but I don't know, man. It, it's interesting. Like it, the whole Twitter community is interesting and, and privacy is a question, you know, like it's a huge question and everything and every step we take to KYC each other between us too. Right. Like forget institutions. Like, do we want to meet each other in person? Dieter doesn't want to meet any of us in person. That's what he, he's made that clear, you know? So that gives him leeway to say some crazy shit for sure. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think no matter who you are, uh, there is a, everybody has a web of trust and there's going to be that handful of people. Uh, if, you know, if it, if you know your life is really involved in bitcoin in one way or another or bitcoin is involved in your life in one way or another there's gonna be a handful of people who are gonna know you or know more about you 
than the general pleb population. Yeah, um, that's that's 100% accurate because like uh, some just another example like telegram groups you're in with people that you talk to regularly kind of like Linux tards where we ask questions and shit like we all know more about each other and about general yeah about each other (laughs) (laughs) but then then otherwise but i also like that a lot and i would like to meet a lot of you guys in person someday oh yeah i'm with you man i want to meet i want to meet you guys 100 percent the thing is though is that like that web that web of trust is like is why like i'm on twitter just like you're saying healthy like jan like i wouldn't be on twitter if like i'm not selling anything like i'm some people say i waste my time on twitter i disagree you know but um I definitely want to meet you guys. All the big, all the people that I have met, I've met like Optimist, you know, Bitcoin Kindergarten, and I know a bunch some plebs just from before. Um, you know, me and Nico, me and Bitvolt, like we grew up together. Um, also, Winekiss, you know, I've known him forever. I, I was actually there in Winekiss the first night Winekiss got drunk. <laughs> 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 That's when we became friends. So, you know, there's some good guys here, man, and you guys are definitely two of them. Like the first night ever? <laughs> yeah, like the first night he's ever gotten wasted. Like I was there, you know. That's deep. Cool. We were cool. we were we were pretty young, you know. I don't know, we were like in high school, like ninth grade or something. He went to a different high school and I just met him. He's just like, yeah, it was, it was a friend since then, man. They and like we're both plebs. We're one of the feet, two of the feet, you know. There's not many of us. There's definitely not many of us. So knowing the good ones is definitely like important. And I would, I don't care. I'll dox myself for, to meet good people. It's not a risk then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Like there's, there's a handful of, I mean, I've done a fair amount of business with some plebs. So there's some plebs that have return addresses, uh, not necessarily a real name. There's, you know, there's a handful of people in this space that know my actual like God given face. Um, I mean, I've, I think there's only two people that I'm friends with on Twitter that are like my friends outside of Twitter. Uh, like one guy that I'm friends with and my brother is on Twitter. My brother, yo, really awkward. You ready for this? <clears throat> my older brother the other day just sends me a screenshot of the, of the podcast playing on Spotify from his phone. He has no idea that like, like up to that point, never had a conversation about Twitter doesn't know that i'm on twitter like we talk about bitcoin a little bit like he like you know dca's bitcoin or whatever but like no conversations whatsoever outside of that and then he just sends me a screenshot of like the podcast playing and i was like oh like yeah about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Every time uh, I get I get doxxed or I back, you know, sometimes you back and dox somebody else a little bit. And you're like, fuck, I just said something, you know, like um, I always think of uh, Mike Tyson, like Lennox Lewis, I'm coming for you. You know, like I always <laughs> have that voice in my head. Like, did I just fuck up? Actually, like, fuck, you know, I'm part of the Ledger Leak. Uh, you could actually probably find me in the Ledger Leak, you know. Ooh. So, you know. It's it, honestly, I'll tell you what though, they don't have my address. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I dox my government name, uh, like just my government first name on accident in 
the one of the meme chats with like all the meme factory dudes and all the meme tards probably six months ago i was trying to take a screenshot of something and i like as soon as i took the screenshot a capital one fucking notification showed up (laughs) and it said like my first name and i like hit literally took the screenshot and hit the send button and the fucking chat blew up they all started me like calling me by my name i was like oh fuck i don't remember that oh man yeah but it's funny like so far there hasn't been like one real like i think issue with that um on bitcoin twitter that i've seen you know that somebody doxed themselves and got fucked you know i doxed my fucking bank account number in the meme tars twitter group (laughs) i'm like since last summer i think uh i was like uh super negative i was like minus 150 or something and i was like sitting an lol screenshot and i didn't black out the fucking bank number oh man that's a that that, that how did you feel that day i was like ah oh, fuck bank <laughs> <laughs> account number to you i'm gonna go get wasted and forget about what happened <laughs> like two weeks later luckily so now twitter just has it I did have somebody try to dox me via DM. I had someone try to dox my job one time because I called him a cuck in a space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very very open about what I do for work. Anyway, I was a flight instructor. I'm not anymore, but I was like, I I would openly tell people I'm a flight instructor. So you're not really, you're not winning like you think you are. Dude, uh, actually, you guys are the third person uh, in the last two days that I've called Tim Cucks. Like, uh, I went to go send a bank wire and I forgot how much that sucked. And then he's like, oh, like, I'll just share this uh, contact with you so you can call me and confirm it. And then I'm like, I don't have an iPhone. He's like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm not a Tim Cuck. And he was like, I've never heard that before. (laughs) And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, about that. (laughs) I dropped a... uh... I was in a Zoom meeting uh, like last week and I dropped Ed Zachary like three times. Solid three times. I don't know if you're, you're, you know of that, Shishi. I know no, Jan clue, does. no clue. Hit me. So, so uh, Sat Yoshi, you know who that is? He's a meme of guy. Of course, bro. I met him in person. All right. So, Yoshi, every time you say something like in the meme tires chat, they, you'd say like exactly. His response is Ed Zachary. <laughs> yeah that's the best i so, love that so i dropped it three times in a, in a zoom meeting last <laughs> oh week. it's zachary who's <laughs> that no i'm agreeing with you <laughs> this guy the one, there was like 25 people one dude just kept looking at me real strange every time i said it like did he just fucking say ed zachary <laughs> dude it's so good you know what you know what i love though is when like some random person will like figure out figure it out and and then he'll call me like he'll say it back to me He'd be like, oh, I'm a statist cuck, right? And I'm like, yeah, you're getting it now. Like, <laughs> you, you got it. Like, and he just like makes fun of himself for me. I'm like, all right, you're taking it like a man though. Appreciate it. <laughs> I love that shit. I love I have- all the, dude, Bitcoin Twitter got me to change my fucking vocabulary, man. It's crazy. It, honestly, it's so important to laugh, especially with like clown world is the way that it is. It's so important to like have things in your life that make you laugh. And there's 
there's a lot of funny shit on Twitter and like, uh, you know, a lot of the memes and shit are funny, but it's the like subtle humor from some of those guys that like it cracks me up. It cracks <laughs> me up. Like every time I post something that's like disgusting in the group chat, I'll literally laugh to myself because I can see Yoshi sending like somebody slamming the delete button on a keyboard or like yeah. uh the, or the spongebob all right i'm a head out <laughs> gif you know what i mean and yeah. i'll laugh just because of that i'm like that shit's funny to me even if he doesn't do it you know what i mean i have like it's like warped my brain to be able to like see things and it, it translate over into, into real life too right like things will happen in real life and like my response in my head will be a gif or my response <laughs> <laughs> i'm like laughing leota to myself you know what i mean <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that shit, but sometimes I think it's kind of cringy. <laughs> dude, I, I'm on super cringe, dude. Not only do I think in GIF sometimes, sometimes I'm like, this normie's going to get a GIF fucking avalanche fucking, <laughs> and I'll hit him with like fucking like seven GIFs that tell a whole fucking like story. And I'm like telling it to myself because I'm like, whatever this motherfucker thinks, I don't give a fuck, you know? But he, they get it, you know? It's funny, man. I do, I do the same thing, man. It's, it's, it's definitely you gotta laugh, man. And recently, dude, some people take so seriously like everything you say, and you're like, listen, man, I'm gonna tweet. Do I take any responsibility for what I say? Absolutely. But that's also why I'm anon. You know what I mean? Because I want to say the things I actually want to say. And I don't want you trying to dox my job, for example. That's fucking crazy, right? right? So, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. And if you don't want it. You know, I'm blocked, dude. I'm blocked by the most random fucking people. Somebody like, you know, you know how you like copy the link and you go on like the private tab on your browser and then it's just like, it'll show it to you when you're, cause you're like not logged in. And I'm just like, damn, like, what did I say that pissed that person off? Like sometimes, you know, and then that also makes me laugh. So I I'm blocked. Same. It's like, I agree. I've never interacted with this person, but I'm blocked for some reason or like the best ones to me though, are the, the people that block you and then unblock you. And then you like say something to him again. You're like, I didn't change. And they block you again. <laughs> Were you expecting something different? <laughs> I was like, thank you for opening up the channel of abuse. I'm about to give you, Mike. Like, don't fuck like why did you unblock me? Like, I'm literally like going to shit on you for the next week. Now that I know that I'm back. <laughs> See, I don't, I, I'm of the, I don't block people uh, camp. Like, agree we we say in the meme time thing like uh we get blocks we don't give blocks you know what i mean like, 100%. if i don't 100%. like you enough i'm just gonna put out the most rancid memes until you have to block me because you're tired of me and your fucking notifications <laughs> and i've been trying to do button. that with Dieter, but it just doesn't fucking work i can't get that <laughs> cocksucker to block me Dieter's the sick fuck that likes your memes bro he's probably your biggest fan fuck dude i've tried <laughs> i have tried cannot catch a block from Dieter. i will say that i mute a lot not plebs but it i mute you know like there are there are the there is the mute button if if you're all up in my mentions on like 10 things being super salty like i don't really care anymore you know i'm gonna mute you i've muted conversations Um, for sure yeah i've muted i've muted a good bunch of people who are like i don't know i just find them to be noise and like even they're like a lot liked by plebs and stuff or whatever you know, like Bruce Fenton. I don't know. This fucking guy, bro. I could give a shit what he says anymore. You know, to me, he's just a fucking idiot yeah, with a lot of followers. Says good things one, and people follow day, him, you know. The one day he was bitching about how, like the trade-offs of self-custody. It's like, 
it goes back to what Elsie and I were talking about earlier, though. People that discount the fact of that Bitcoin, like peer-to-peer censorship resisted network. Like this guy's like, there's so many trade-offs to self-custody. Maybe custodians are a good solution for some people. It's like, what the fuck? That Bruce Fenton dude. His post remember. made the least sense. I know anybody but... I've ever post seen post about Bitcoin. He was like, listen, I don't really like custodians and I don't really like self-custody. Like, what do you think the money in your pocket is? <laughs> it's either self-custody or it's on a fucking debit card. Like there is no in what is the in-between? Please enlighten well, me to what the third option is. Well, actually, it's interesting. There is no such thing as self-custody uh, fiat currency if it's not uh, pegged to gold. Because then what are you self-custodying your debt? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bank makes you do that anyways, you know? So um, <laughs> I don't know, man. It, 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 that, that, that whole thing with Bruce Fenton, the self-custody, all I said to him was, tell me you don't understand Bitcoin without telling me you don't understand Bitcoin. And he lost it. Dude, he was livid. I remember because I commented on there because I was like, you're just yeah. being a bitch, dude. Like, just fucking get a, get a hardware wallet. Like, and, and I'm I'm also so, like, dude, I'm also like, dude, like I, I hold all my coins. Like, what do you like? I'm not LARPing, you know what I mean? Like, what do you want from me? Like low, I'm a, he called me a low effort meme dealer or something. And I'm like, okay, like you just gave me a compliment then. <laughs> you should Everyone be like, knows. you should see some of my friends. You think I'm low effort, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, dude, let's Winicus and Elsie are the they love the low effort memes, you know. They Squares. they introduced me to the low end effort memes, you know. Or squares. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The squares, dude. Wine loved the squares. When he first saw you do that, man, he he loved it. I remember he, he's talking about it on kindergarten too. And by the way, did you say kindergarten starts at 7 30? Starts at fucking like nine, bro. No, I said like <laughs> 7 10 because it, it's always scheduled for nine, but it starts at like 9 oh, 12 okay, okay. or 9 18. <laughs> you hear that optimist? Always fucking late. Yeah, I think Optimus is coming on next week or something yeah. i'm not sure maybe the week yeah. that's been a long time coming Fuck <clears throat> yeah i'm excited the, the funny part is like i didn't even i didn't go to make a meme and was like i'm gonna make a square crop meme i like had no idea how to not make a square crop meme <laughs> so, oh we know bro oh, we know. <laughs> <laughs> so i just like stuffed it on there it's like this is funny and i don't care if you think it's not no, I, I love that shit. I just love when someone's like, listen, I want to get the message across. You get it. And I don't give a shit. Like, fuck you. You know, those are the memes that I like. Um, there's been really good ones lately. Like, cause like, you know, one thing that war provides is like, you need that comic relief. Like you just need it. There's no, there's just no situation in any type of war, whether it's like, you know, actual bombs being dropped or like a information war. Like it's, it's all going to come down to what you're going to laugh at, you know? And uh, I definitely agree with all that for sure. What else I are think, we going to talk about privacy wise though? What else? What else? <laughs> I don't, well, I mean, I wanted to have you on to talk about <clears throat> um, like self-custody, but in a way that you would hear on this podcast and not on like Citadel. And I've been saying a lot of negative shit about Citadel. Odell, you're my homie. I'm not trying to shit on you. But it's just they're super technical. And like most of the people I feel like that listen to this are probably not super technical. So to to talk about shit in a way that like, you know, two normal dudes would sit down and talk about it. I feel like yeah. is helpful, helpful. 
Okay, I think that's like yeah. uh, what I'm shooting for in general uh, on Twitter when I talk about self-custody. I mean, you want to hear something interesting? I've never heard one episode of his podcast in full, maybe like a snippet. Really? Not a big podcast guy, dude. And like when I listen to podcasts, like I have to learn something that I'm not going to learn elsewhere because I I'm a, I like to read, you know, and I like to look up things and I like to do it myself and all that type of shit. So when I was like self-custody, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to just like listen to a podcast. Like I'm just going to go and do all this shit, read through all the shit, figure it out. I'll listen to people talk about things like snippets, you know, like fast forward to like hear something. But I just I don't know. I just don't find myself turning it on like there's only a few podcasts that i like man this is one of them i've listened to i've listened to uh um an episode of yours but not not too many you know maybe one <clears throat> so you know just telling you the truth bro like i'm i i literally have not been able to listen to most podcasts that's why i like bitcoin kindergarten because it's like it's a set time and i'm doing it live you know like i'm listening to it live um but yeah man 100 self-custody dude uh i think there's so many like places to take this like should we take it like where to start laptop wise like are you gonna like because like fuck mobile wallets like i'm not holding my stack in a mobile wallet you know what i mean like i don't even want to talk about those what do you guys like where do you guys want to take it you know because i guess on mobile wallets my perspective though it's not a good idea but if it's the only like for people some people don't even have computers and shit like if it's between a between exchange between holding it on exchange or holding it on a mobile wallet i still choose mobile wallet 10 out of 10 times personally too yeah and stuff but i i get what you're saying too mobile wallet sucks so if you have a computer definitely computer is the way but like should somebody who wants to like hold a significant amount of bitcoin like also buy like a fucking computer (laughs) you know what i mean yeah, that's like, fair. You know what I'm saying? Or have access to one, right? Because when I say computer, I also mean a seat signer is a computer, man. Like, and how I describe it to people, I say, hey, this is a mini computer that doesn't have access to any Wi Fi or Bluetooth hardware on it. So yeah, exactly. it's, it's completely air gapped. And they understand that, you know, They're like, what is that? I'm like, look, there's just a tiny little computer in there, you know? And so, if, like the seat signer, for example, you know what? You spend 50 to 80 bucks. And you have this computer in, in your hands that does everything you need, right? The problem is, is you need the second, the second computer, right? The expensive one. But how expensive do you need to go? Because like, I wonder like for, with Linux, right? Like how, like, you know, I know, I know Skeef and I know a couple of people have taken like really shitty ThinkPads and converted them for no money that, and they bought them at pawn shops. My daily you know, driver Skeef's, was 150 bucks on Facebook hold on, Marketplace. So, so, sorry. Sorry. My cat feeder comes off. Sorry. I will say though, on that too, if you get a seat signer, you can use a mobile wallet as your, um, as your watch only, since it's QR, it's easy. You can do a watch only on. I mean, what mo- of the majority of people have iPhones? Yeah. So I mean, if you can do like fucking blue wallet on an iPhone and do a watch only and use your seat signer as your signing device, and it's still cold storage. Yeah, I, I mean, run Blue Wallet as a watch only. I've done I've done it before with uh, <clears throat> I've done it before with on a, on a Pixel. I did it with uh, you can do partially signed Bitcoin transactions with a Trezor. Yeah, I do. Um, I mean, my suggestion to anybody who's like wants to make the transition into a hardware wallet, 
or into a signing device uh, and doesn't know anything about it is always, I always go with the same spiel and it's, you know, shell the money out, buy a passport, run the passport, learn about seed signer, build a seed signer. Yeah. I I just did the same thing yesterday with one of my, one of my, cousins actually he was he wanted to secure his stack he finally was like uh he, i i got him set up with sparrow a while ago connected to my uh electrum and then yesterday he was like uh i want to take the step now to get a hardware wallet so we went through the process there he got a hardware wallet i made it to like help him set it up and stuff that's another great point is that when you recommend people do stuff you're comfortable with so you can explain it to them easily in when the time comes yeah, 100%. I like to find an inter, uh, an intermediary between either an exchange or a hot wallet and a seed signer. I think I believe seed signer is the best solution, uh, but I also believe most people need uh, like a a landing pad in between. Like I, I need something to get you into cold storage while you figure out how to do the seed signer. Um, cause a lot of people can be really overwhelmed. Uh, you know, not that building a seed signer is hard, but it can be overwhelming if you don't know anything about it. And hundred percent, you know, my yeah. experience with the passport was, I, I was boomer status when I got, when I got that thing in the mail and it was super fucking easy. I, I agree with both of you, but I want to take it one step further. Because when I really talk to somebody about self-custody, I do so in such a serious way. I'm like, look, you know, you've never had this conversation with anybody. And realistically, like if you're going to really use Bitcoin as your main savings, like you're going to need to access Bitcoin yourself, right? So you're going to need to host a full note or a trimmed or a trimmed copy of Bitcoin Core, right? Amen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and And so from that perspective, like I'm kind of like, hey, like how can I push you in that direction? You just need to you just need to download Bitcoin Core, right? But then you're not using the QR codes, right? And that's where the pass that's where the passport comes in, and that's why I always recommend the same thing you do, LC. Buy that buy the passport, shell out the money, and then build the seed signer later. But the passport has the SD card slot, you know, yep. so you can use Bitcoin Core. And Bitcoin Core is very simple. There's nothing really like confusing you there. There's only a few buttons, right? And so I don't know. There's there's something to be said about starting people off there for privacy sake, right? Because at the end of the day, like using Bitcoin in these other ways is better than the exchange, of course, you know, that's why they exist. And that's why, you know, we use them when we need them. Um, But dude, paper wallets, we don't talk about paper wallets, but paper wallets are pretty fucking great. And it's like, it's literally how Bitcoin was like designed in, in the beginning, you know, and it's 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 still the test of time and people use it like uh, Open Dime is based on, on paper wallet. You know, Op- Open Dime is a paper wallet. He just built some he has this nice hardware around it, you know, and a nice software, you know, package around it. But I'm not going to support that guy, you know, so end of the day, fuck NVK. Exactly. Fuck NVK. I'll say it with you. Um, you know, you're not going to rug pull me and expect me not to say this shit, right? Like you made your own bed. You knew this was coming next. So paper wallets fucking, you know, um, I think are underrated. And I think like use, I've used the paper wallet only, only once or twice. And I was like, damn, okay. Like whenever I need to use it again, like, you know, cause I had some open dimes and shit that I needed to use. You know what I mean? But, um, I got rid of those, 
So the next time I'm in, I'm going back to the paper wallet. It, it, honestly, there's a couple ways to generate a paper wallet, but I don't know, man, just, you know, the computer is the easiest, you know, if you have a, a node that you can, and you can run, you know, even specter on your computer next to it, like, I don't know, or Sparrow, whatever. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what I was going to say, not to cut you off, but you're talking you're about full node. It's actually hella easy. I've had like, I've helped people like through Twitter spaces, like download Bitcoin core and set prune, set it to prune in the yeah. initial setup and then like download Spectre or Sparrow and they both automatically connect to the local IP. It's it's really easy to connect a prune Bitcoin core node to Spectre or Sparrow. And Super then that's like fucking hella easy because then you use QR codes, you can use whatever, you can use USB, whatever kind of hardware wallet you have. It's super easy to interface with. And that is the best like path down self-sovereignty because once someone starts using their own node in that capacity, then it gets them like, this is good, but like then time goes, time passes and, and how, how can I make this better now? Like, that's what I did. I started out with a, a start nine, like uh known to box shit, the, the prune node from it connected to Spectre and then forced me into this journey of well, with Linux and shit, getting a whole dedicated laptop set up with core electors, dojo, like basically the whole stack for everything. Fuck yeah. It's the well, best ways to get someone running a prune node and then they'll do the rest themselves. Yeah. And, and, and I, th I think like when you start somebody off with the right, like mindset, I think like the privacy is built in. It's like, you're going to have this software that you could, you know, it's not, there's no KYC, nothing in any of this stuff except for like the passport. But I also tell them, get a PO box, you know, or send it to my PO box. Like if it's a friend of mine, I'll be like, send it to my PO box and I'll ship it to you. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Right. So, um, just get a PO box, 80 bucks for the year, hundred bucks for the year, whatever it is. You know, I think I paid 80 for mine. So, um, it's worth it. Like, and all the stuff that gives you real privacy, see that that's where, like, for me, it breaks down. Like, I think a lot of, a lot of recommendations you see on Twitter, like when I started Bitcoin, I wish someone was like, look, download Bitcoin core, set it to prune. If you don't have the extra, t uh, uh, GBs and just use it and test it out and try it. Dude, I, I, I didn't download Bitcoin core until I was well down the Bitcoin rabbit hole already with us, you know, have been stacking for years, you know? So that's, that's also on me for not going all the way quick enough, but who, you know, it's kind of difficult with all, you know, there isn't like a, you know, when you, when you have like foundation passport, they put out their nice marketing and everything's written there for you exactly what it does. And like Bitcoin, like developed naturally, you know, and you got to kind of find what signal, right? Like people buying ledgers like me in the beginning, were just like, fuck, like I just wanted to buy a treasure and a ledger and test them out against each other. Right. But I didn't have a PO box and all those things. And I, you know, it's, it's, it's these things that you learn along the way as you make mistakes. Right. And so I think starting somebody off super simple, like PO box or ship it to a friend. And, you know, it's the basic things that really give you privacy in life. It's not any of this complicated shit. That's hard to explain. You know, it's not like, you know, obviously eventually you can get to the no KYC stuff. Cause it's not that hard to purchase no KYC Bitcoin. Right. Yes. You know, I know, I know like, you know, you have the, the, the mixers who claim all, all this stuff and, 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 and they, they kind of like cloak it. So it's kind of like difficult to understand what's actually going on. But if you actually acquire no KYC Bitcoin, well then dude, spending it ain't that hard and you don't have to mix it if you don't want forward looking privacy. And if you do, you just mix it. It's not a big deal. You know what I mean? And so I think super simple, like uh, accomplishments are like securing a computer that works with the software that works that you've tested, you know, 
Um, and like acquiring your private keys. When I say acquiring your private keys, that's, it really feels that I acquired my private keys. They weren't given to me. I worked for them. I cut up the BIP39 word list. Every schmuck can cut up the BIP39 word list. But you know what every schmuck can't do? Verify fucking the random number generator on tails with a separate air gap fucking computer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so, you know, like some of these things, you know, I come into the space and I'm like, all right, like don't trust, verify, let's fucking ride. And then I'm like, oh shit, like how do I verify this shit, right? And so there's there's levels to what I can do even in a day or even can handle in my brain, right? Like I'm not a fucking uh, programmer. I don't know always what I'm looking at, you know? Um, that shit has levels too. Yeah, <laughs> the, I know the basics. Trust, verify shit. It's like yeah. there's probably maybe two dozen people, especially on Bitcoin Twitter, that can actually 100% verify every single thing down to the set, you know, down to the underscore looking at code to know that it is what it is. So at some point, you know, there's levels of trust. And the funny thing is Bitcoin was built on trust in some some facet you know there was the original handful of people and there was trust amongst each other that they were all acting in a fashion that was going to you know better the product that they were all working on or better the project that they were all working on yeah honestly too another another drive and this falls into the don't trust verify kind of and goes back to the the like how you said you never downloaded core uh, she she because I didn't either and I didn't even know it was an option I'd never seen someone advocate just like download core on your laptop and prune it like I didn't know that was a thing I could just fucking do by myself I thought because when I when I was you know first like coming to the point where I was like I need a node I need to I need to run my own node I'm looking at all these node packages I feel like everyone feels forced into these node packages and then yep in the same standpoint, the don't trust verify mentality is a good mentality, but so many people say that and then buy a fucking pre-box node that comes loaded up with everything and don't have a fucking clue about it other than they plug it in the wall and press go. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it's such well, it's kind of a trope in itself in that standpoint. Well, well, it's interesting because the easiest one is Bitcoin Core, like for sure, yeah. like 100. percent There's only there's only, you press one button. Like Bitcoin.org download. Yeah, <laughs> super easy. And if you want to go the extra mile, fucking verify the PGP signatures. But hundred percent people probably aren't doing that, honestly. And that's but. super easy. It's a copy and paste. Like you really, if yes. you watch a video, you can YouTube it. You know. And like the, the the thing is, man. Like I think with Bitcoin Core, it just like it's like with everything else in this space. If you can't profit off of it, people don't talk about it. You know, like the influencers and shit, and the like the the, the thing that spreads, right? And so like. You know, seat signer, dude, dude, that shit is free. You know, that's another level. It's fucking free, right? Bitcoin Core is free. Um, you know, yeah. imagine working on something super hard and knowing that you have some special thing and then giving it out for free. It also takes a special person to do that, right? The thing it's is, like, too, they want it. Doing. <laughs> Sorry, Ex I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> exchanges, uh, unfortunately, especially nowadays, like they are the powerhouses on the scene and they want it to seem hard. They want it to seem complicated because they, you know, 90% of their fucking business doesn't exist. If you figure out how simple it really is. Right. 
Like if you yeah. figure out how simple it is to acquire no KYC sats, if you figure out how simple it is to self custody to run a node, like what what purpose do they serve? Dude, they're just a sell, a, literally just an off ramp at that point for you. They're attempting to be a bank. That's what they yeah. want to be. Yes, and, and they'll accomplish it to 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 a, to a degree until the world, <laughs> until you know the world changes to a degree where people just uh, lose complete faith in it, you know, and which happens to every, uh, every bank and every business has needed, has needed to be bailed out at some point. So, yeah. No, obviously at that standpoint, that's where I count out pretty hard on no KYC, like why I push it and advocate for it a lot and everything. And a lot of people do is because we're the supposed hardcore Bitcoiners, right? Uh, I don't know, suppose maybe not a great word, but I see a lot of people on Bitcoin Twitter, you know, we're supposedly hardcore Bitcoiners. Well, if, if, if us, like us leading the charge Bitcoiners can't just take the extra little bit of time and start acquiring no KYC and run our own, run our own nodes, back our, back our own wallets with nodes. Cause like, even if you're running a node and you're not using the back of wallet, you're not doing shit. Like I agree, but let's talk about this for a second. All right. If you have a business that generates a shitload of cash, right, Jan, then no KYC is super easy for you, huh? But if you generate a, if you're, if all your income has already been fucking KYC'd, well then, you know, there's a reason why fucking, you know, I'm living in, in, in LA 10 years ago and I go to eat Mexican food and all of the fucking places ask only for cash. And it's not just Mexican food. It's the Froyo place down the street. It's the fucking whatever I'm eating in these small businesses are, are cash businesses, right? And they, they force you cash because, you know. Everyone knows what people do with cash, you know? That's why the cashless, the, the, the digital money is such a, an attractive thing for governments, you know? But it's also, it's the double-edged sword that slices their head off because it's like, okay, like I generate cash. I can just go buy non-KYC Bitcoin super easily at this point. Like it's not hard, you know? Now, if you're generating a certain amount of cash above a certain level, then yeah, it becomes very difficult, you know? But for a pleb on the pleb level, everything is actually pretty easy. Like, you know, the seed signer to build it super fucking easy. Like how long is the guide that I put together? What? Fifth, 17 slides or something. Like, give me a break. You know, I made longer PowerPoints for like a fucking book report, you know? Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, like everything seems so fucking easy. You know, even I download a red core, for example. And it's like, I'm, I'm like already nervous about it when I'm doing it, which is what makes me take even longer. If I was just relaxed and like, okay, like what? Cause you know, the documentation on red core is fucking non-existent you know um so it's like it's like huh i totally totally agree with you dog like that's what i'm I'm saying like even but even from this standpoint if if you're generating you know digital from an employer or something it's still relatively easy to convert that into no kyc bitcoin i think we're agreeing yeah we are 100 i'm just saying like if you can generate like a business with cash it's worth more to you you know what i'm saying like like me like it's a good target is what i'm saying you know Yes. Yeah. I mean, my my dream is to start the Bitcoin aviation company someday. Hell yeah. Meme Tart Airlines coming your way. It's going to be a bit, but I, I'm in agreement with you. It's, it's Are you a pilot? I am a pilot. Yeah. That's interesting, man. I got a lot of pilots around me. My uh, my sister's boyfriend's a, a second generation pilot. He's, and uh, and my friend, one of my best friends growing up, he's also a pilot. So I'm, cheers. Uh, Maybe you got some pilots. They're both... Uh, they're both based. 
I grew up in a farm. <laughs> I grew up on a farm, but I like flying. But fuck yeah! So, dude, we got three pilots. I got three pilots around me, all based. Let's talk. Yep. <laughs> but Tards pilot, that's what's up. Jan's flying us all out if it goes to shit. <laughs> Hell yeah! I'm try- I'm I think if to- they're going to shit, I think if shit goes to shit, they're pe- like my friend was like, "Hey, if the world goes to shit, I'm gonna come to like where you're at because you got you got a little bit of land, right?" I was like. Yeah, but you can't land your plane here. I'm not that, you know, I got only two acres. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's my goal is eventually in the next few years to get a get a good size amount, good, good amount of land, like 15 or 20 acres and, and build a runway. You could, my house you could land a Cessna here, Jan. I could, I mean, I don't want to just land a Cessna, though. I want a 4,000 foot runway. I can fly like a <laughs> size turbine. Above. Jan, build different, LC. Come on, bro. <laughs> Fucking peasant. I'd rather, I would like to have a plane. I would like to have like a medium sized airplane, like a TVM or like a fucking Piper Cheyenne, like just like a light turbine. I can go anywhere in, in the fucking Conus in like eight hours, ideally. Fuck yeah. That's the best. That's, that's, awesome. my, that's my sovereign idea of how to, because you know, even if you, even if you're under attack and you lose your fucking property, just uh, I'm going to go out the back and get in my plane and leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, imagine imagine Jan had to like go, but he also invited you over, and you just see him fucking race out, and he just like <laughs> it was like such an emergency he couldn't even talk to you, you know? And you're so, like this motherfucker, like <laughs> get and get run out the back door. You hear a jet start up. Yeah, <laughs> damn, bro. Does he think I'm the feds? Like, <laughs> I see him like chilling at Jan's house, and he's like, "Yo, you want you want to go to El Salvador real quick?" Uh. Like, uh, fuck yeah, bro. Just hop on the plane. That's the <laughs> yeah. dream, dog. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, you see, like, some other pleb there, and it's like, let's go fuck with him, you know? Like, oh, I can see it. It's like 10 years it. from now, right? They got the, the Jan's plane with meme tards painted down the side of it, just lands <laughs> in Miami. You know what I mean? It's it, it, you get to Miami and like you, you hire people to like fuck you know just to fuck with them you're like and they're like look these are some of the most important people they're super wealthy Bitcoin's like ten million you know <laughs> and uh, and it's like the most retarded people coming out I love like it. random it's fucking so people <laughs> thirty yeah. retards <laughs> pile out of a plane yeah so what'd you guys do uh, uh shit posted and waited and stacked <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I used to make scat memes now I'm rich. I used yeah. <laughs> I used to oh, post son. of women eating shit. <laughs> Have you seen how many tweets I've tweeted? Huh? It's proof of work. Oh god! All right, guys. I got. I don't know. That's. I think that's my time for tonight. But uh, I appreciate you both coming on. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, talk some shit, talk about self custody, talk about non KYC. Talk about Bitcoin and, you know, just not have to talk about politics for a fucking hour and a half. That was hey, we nice. didn't talk about politics once, bro. That was nice. Congrats. Fuck politics. That shit's gay. <laughs> dude, like, uh, it's always great coming on, on here, by the way, dude. Like, it's always fun. I always have, I'm, I feel the most relaxed so far on your pod, bro. And I think that's how you built it, too. So the it's quality for sure. Uh, I definitely have to listen to more, bro. I got to listen to more of your of your pod. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it high on my to-do list, my friend. Excellent. I uh, I apologize ahead of time because you'll never get that time back. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> for real, well, I appreciate you, Jan. I appreciate you, Shishi. Um, yeah, I agree. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, dude. It was a good time. Um, uh, KYC not dot me. 
anyone interested in OKYC, it's a list of peer-to-peer exchanges and fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Send <laughs> send me that uh send me that link so I can put it in. I'd say put it in the show notes, but I don't even know what the fuck that means. So I'll just post it on Twitter when I post this on Twitter. Fuck Sounds yeah. Good. Dude, and just tag tag the things that we spoke about, like uh Bitcoin core, like just the basics, you know, like so people have like the links, like where to download that shit. Uh just the basics, I guess, you know. Yeah, like where to find like at seed signer at uh, Bitcoin core org, like basics and uh yeah, hashtag yeah, Pedro McCormick sponsored by Pfizer. Yeah, exactly. All the stuff that's super, super necessary. <laughs> Brought to you by BioNTech. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, it's actually brought to you by Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, guys. I'll catch you on Twitter. Thank you. Love you guys. Peace. Peace, dude. Fuck wasabi.